morning, sweet cheeks. Well, well, well. Well, well, well. Took us a minute to get on the line, but we're here. Correct. It has been a journey. Mm-hmm. It has been a journey. I went to start recording at the new place. If yes. you follow me on Instagram, you will know that I just moved into our new spot and we're super happy. Um, but yeah, so you were there and now we had some audio trouble. Yeah. So I went to start, it was 10 minutes before we were going to start recording. And that's of course when my neighbor decided that it was time to drill into the wall right next to where we're going to record. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. it was time to create furniture, you know, with a power saw. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I had to skedaddle very quickly across town, scooter my way back to our old apartment. Um, and anyway, I'm just so happy in the new spot. FYI, if you want, you know, you would have seen a photo in the new spot if you followed me on Instagram, um, follow if you followed me personally, and I'm just going to use this moment to shout out my personal Instagram at Lauren Bledsoe. (sighs) I currently have a lot less followers than Chandler. Um, and it's not something that I particularly enjoy. So shout out at Lauren Bledsoe, hit me up, give me, give her a follow. your level of desperation and calling out for not only are we asking people to pay us money every month for extra content but now we're asking them to just please follow our personal accounts it's just a lot to, and i'm and this is a i would like to issue a formal apology to the listeners for this that, is for just till i can have more followers in you and just at least if i can get to double the followers in you then i will feel a lot better Look, unless you have some type of major scandal where you are going to have to be on Instagram, you know, cleaning up your mess, um, you're not going to get this flux of followers. It's not going to happen. People aren't going to be driven to your account unless truly something massive happens that they're morbidly curious about. Well, the problem and the problem is, is like I'm already posting pretty slutty content, I feel like. Mm-hmm. Like there's some risque mm-hmm. bikini shots. That's not getting the followers. It's not helping. Right, right. It's still, you know, growth is at a snail's pace. You're going to so have to gotta, grasp at a, a lot deeper. Yeah, I got to I gotta up the ante in the level of, like, whoring myself out there on Instagram. So Jeez. if anyone has any ideas, let me know. LMK, okay. baby. Okay. Well, we um, can go back to the strategies of organic growth where we were having people get DM'd about our account. <laughs> and we could just DM people about your personal Instagram. Hey, I see that you're into looking at, you know thirsty white girls on Instagram <laughs> maybe you might consider at Lauren M. Bledsoe if you like basic nauseating vacation content that's mm-hmm. extremely self-indulgent and just looking at one girl alone in an infinity pool um in different variations of that hit up at Lauren Bledsoe it's perfect the yeah the message writes itself we should yeah. be in sales um, so at some point you'll notice a lot of like a uh, bender the instagram stories on benders she's fully uh yep. buzzed up so enjoy always mm-hmm. always i have a okay. question for you yeah so your instagram handle right now is at lauren bledsoe right correct and bledsoe correct are you going to change it to lauren kagan's lauren atkinson and a follow-up to that is i recently saw that brooklyn beckham got married and mm. i saw on an on ig that both him and his wife took each other's last names so it's actually they're both now pelts beckham okay how do you feel about that would kagan take our last name bledsoe atkinson no so i've always been a contrarian right mm-hmm. um yeah so when i was a kid i rebelled against the religion of our upbringing i rebelled against all the things that were expected of me and now mm-hmm. 
that we are in, you know, third wave feminism, I now rebel against female progress. So Mm. my identity as a contrarian is now going to be like very trad wife. And so I'm Mm -hmm. fully getting rid of my last name. Kagan is usurping my identity. I'm honestly just going to go by Mrs. Kagan Atkinson. So that's probably what the new new username will be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mrs. Kagan. Of Coggan. Or what it, what is it in Handmaid's Tale? Of Kagan? Of Coggan. Uh, of Kagan. Of Coggan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, I am taking his last name. Honestly, I just think it's... I don't really like... I don't like the hyphenation. I don't like... I've, yeah. If I had a very beautiful last name that went really well with my name now, um, it would be a different That's story. That's the hard part. That's the really hard part because I do think there's a little bit of here I'm going to say it privilege that comes with having a gorgeous last name that is simple and easy to say yeah that I think that it's like of course I'm keeping my last name right I would never dream of losing it but then it's like well when you don't have a last name that you feel like you love I mean I don't know why I now feel like I have to issue a disclaimer to our sweet dad who listens to this podcast I don't feel disenchanted with our heritage or our family in any way it's just that literally the phonetics of our last name I don't think are gorgeous um yeah you know yeah it's a fine last name I actually don't mind it at all but again I for me I like interesting don't mind it at all is giving it up (laughs) first chance she gets I for here's here's really what it is I don't want my kids to have a mom with a different last name than them and I know we could give my kids our last name but would my kids rather have Bledsoe or Atkinson I think Atkinson I also like the idea no it's a great last name I like the idea of joining family. Like we're creating a family together. Our family is now the center. It is not the family I came from, right? Like we are, I am moving in the direction of what the world and life we are building together. So it, Mm -hmm. that is the tradition I'm going in, but it's very easy for me to say that because I like Kagan's last name. Is it super, is it super chic? I don't know. It's not, sometimes it makes me sound very basic and like a Gap employee, like Lauren Atkinson. It's just, does it get more basic? Yeah, she works at Gap for sure. She works at Gap. It's a beautiful last name though. I do think it's very cute. Oh, really? Yeah, I think, oh, what? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me. Oh, no, no. Oh my gosh. Now we're getting into, now we're getting into all these girls talk about us themselves. Um, It's a little self-indulgent. They were indulged too much as children. (laughs) We were. We stand by that. Um, yes, it's a, it is very much a Gap employee. She, Lauren Atkinson, is like saving her pennies for a Tiffany charm bracelet. It's a lot. She drives a bug for sure. She drives, she drives a, bug. A, a bug, potentially a Jetta, a Passat mm-hmm. if she's really a little edgy for her time. Um, probably not. Probably not. Yeah. So that's my only hang up with it. But okay. But yeah, I'm taking okay. Lauren Atkinson. But okay, so to answer your question, no. There are no... Um, you're going to die when I tell you this. There, Lauren Atkinson is just not available in any variation. Um, oh, really? Correct. And if I use my middle initial, it'll look like Lauren Matkinson, which is just not the vibe. Um, okay. Because my middle initial is M. So mm-hmm. I went through a phase where I was trying to figure out... <laughs> This is so embarrassing. What my new Instagram handle is going to be. But if anyone is honest about this, they've also thought about it. Um, If you're engaged, even if you're dating someone, I'm sure you've thought about it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I did reserve Soy Lauren. (laughs) 
after oh, watching Sorry Georgina. Oh, and then I decided that was, that was a little You're the joke. That's the worst. You know, like, if you thought we our podcast was hateable, like, that takes it into the stratosphere of hateability. It is just so much. Just a white girl who moved to Puerto Rico. Soy Lauren. <laughs> No, it's like me watching yeah. Sora Georgina and being like, this is everything I love. Right. Luxury, confidence, you know, family values. It, but it just literally has like, also, it's just dripping with just like white girl living in Puerto Rico. <laughs> anyway, oh. of course, you I go on a 10 minute. That's a quick way. Actually, with one that's, a, that's a quick way to get a lot of followors is if everyone hates the, your handle and wants to give you a lot of shit for it. Yeah, Give maybe you a lot that's of crap for it. Okay, well maybe I'll use Soy Lauren. I, I yeah. didn't actually get Soy. I got Soy that way. two underscores Lauren, but I still thought that was pretty mm. cool. Yeah, I've changed my Instagram <laughs> handle a few different times. Um, okay, from I was Champagne Poppy for a while there. Yes, and then I had to, uh, which was I cool, had to unalign myself with Drake after there were some allegations that were unfavorable. When he was like dating um, a fourteen-year-old, yeah, I don't. We, we don't need to get into it. Like I said, I have. I'm no longer aligned with his um, brand. Okay. Um, and so that that led to the evolution of. I think it was Chandler Bledsoe after that, but that just like didn't feel like me. Like just my first and last name didn't feel like me. So, I think Chancuteri is gonna stick. Chancuteri, I think it's gonna stick cute. for a while. Um, but yeah, she it's loves interesting. meat. The, the... <sighs> well, you true words she... have never been spoken. I know I'm agreeing with you I love I love a meat stick I love a cold jerky piece I I love turkey bacon I love a salami I have some pepper salami in my fridge right now I I do I love any type of meat on the go situation is a win-win for me if we were sponsored by butcher box or I don't know who whatever the meat delivery thing that would be great I'm surprised they haven't reached out to chancuterie I know to just align absolutely that's a great point I know. Okay, let's get into stuff. Let's stop indulging ourselves, talking about okay. ourselves, shall we? Okay. Um, and move mm-hmm. on because there's there really is a ton going on. First yeah. of all, I want to talk to you about severance. Mm. Can we discuss this? Would, let's talk about it. Okay. It is making the rounds right now. Severance is such a good show, but I will give a caveat. It is not for the phone scrollers. This show, no. a lot happens <sighs> not in the dialogue. Right. There's not, a, like, the dialogue itself is great, but a lot of it, like, they're in an environment where they can't really speak openly. And so a exactly. lot of it is facial expressions. A lot of it is, like, things are revealed by small looking details. at the screen. Small details. So, like, I'd like go- to give a little note on this. Okay. I, I'm at the point in my relationship where Ben will tell me to get off my phone if we're watching a show together. That's good. And he, he wouldn't have done this a year ago. He wouldn't Mm. have, he would have been tender. Maybe he would have like nuzzled into me or something to like, you know, regain my attention. No. Now he actually scolds me. Yeah. That's Um, good. And he's actually during this show, I feel like I get scolded all the time because, you know, I just, I want to check my phone i just want to see what's going on because i'm addicted every to my device. two and a half minutes i'm absolutely addicted to my device you know if i don't have a piece of beef jerky in my hand i gotta find something else to do mm-hmm. and um and i've actually missed several things where he's had to go back and rewind and it, it's been a strain on us for sure yeah so i completely second your point with that um 
And I, well, uh, we don't need to get into that conversation, but I'm proud of Ben for calling you to your higher. Does Kagan scold you ever? Do you ever get scolded or do you scold him? Mm, I mean, no, he's pretty accepting of all of my flaws um, Mm. in a nice way. So, no, he won't. What would that be like? Just kidding. He won't scold me. I mean, he will all. Do you guys look at your phone while you watch TV? Like, Kagan might, we might be watching a show and then Kagan fully just goes and like goes working on his computer and we just don't have the type of thing where I'm going to be like, hey, don't work right now. Watch this show with me. Um, Oh, I would. um, That's me every night around 830. (laughs) No, I, we do, we do not have that kind of relationship. I, Mm -hmm. I fully respect when he wants to work. So, um, yeah, so we don't have that. You should write a book. Um, (laughs) I think, well, I just think it's interesting because I'm also a little bit of like a movie scroller. I probably okay, check my phone like two to three times during the movie because we're all the supposed movies these to be days talking are so about damn severance, long. not ourselves. I know, and and ha- I know. Like I just want to. I want to get other people's thoughts this on this around I, to uh, being a myopic conversation well, again. Well, I'm nothing if not consistent. Um, I I am a little bit of a movie scroller. Are you not a little bit of a movie scroller? I'm not. Like I, guess I really, I, I'm trying to gauge. To am I the issue? You're the problem. Because also you're the problem, and you're the problem in trying to talk about severance too. Okay, back to Severance. Severance is very good, everyone. You need to watch it. It's on Netflix, right? Netflix? Mm-hmm. No, okay, yeah. No, no, no. It's on Apple TV. It's on Apple TV. That's Idiot. right. I knew it was. Oh, my gosh. Also, what? we crashed. Guys, we were fawning over the dropout. We crashed is even much better. Oh, you think we crash is better than the dropout? Much better. Much better. I Interesting. Mean, I, I think the dropout is... St- was better to me than the We Crash. Okay, but that's I probably because you were on your phone. By we Crash. That's probably because no. you were on your phone watching. No, no, we you crash. can't throw that back in my face. You can't do that. <laughs> I'm sorry. Anne Hathaway's performance is utterly mesmerizing. So yes, okay. Well, Lauren, now now you're you're getting us now you're getting us on another tangent. You're, no, we know, don't need to tell this story. In. Okay. Well, I think what <laughs> she you okay? Let's talk about your time seeing Anne Hathaway in New York. Go on. I've already talked about this. I saw her in the street. She was with her husband and child. Um, she was v- beautiful. Very distinct voice. She like called to her kid or something. Mm. And I heard her voice. I feel like almost I saw her and I was like, that person is familiar. And I didn't register until I heard her voice. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's Anne Hathaway. But she lives in my neighborhood. Anne Hathaway's lips are just exquisite. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm like blown away by how beautiful she is. Even in the She's sh- stunning. She's, she's stunning. She's also shorter in person. She's not quite as tall as she looks, but she has beautiful legs. She looks great. Also, she's shorter in person. I will say that I feel like this is a girl who is like kind of peaking in her late 30s. Like I definitely feel like I wasn't necessarily always as awestruck by how beautiful she she is until like this, until we crashed. And it was just like, wow, she's stunning. Exquisite features. Anyway, who cares? Yeah. Um, I do want to say one thing about her. Yeah. Unfortunately, she always gets the roles that are the most unlikable women roles. <laughs> it's true. It, like, yeah, I feel like a general distaste for her as a celebrity because I do not like any of the characters she plays. I never don't feel like we I never feel like we could be friends. I don't think that they are very likable women. Yeah. And Andy, and- because of that, I feel like I don't like her as a celebrity. 
Andy and the Devil Wears Prada was a nightmare. Um, mm-hmm. Classic mm-hmm. girl who thought she was too good, too smart for fashion, too smart for things right. that are super shallow. Right. Fontaine slut, actual prostitute. Big problems there. Would mm-hmm. never be friends Huge with her. Huge problems. <laughs> right. I would never. I could never. I mean, also. Let's just roll right past her, that. Her, Go on. It's true. It's true. It's not true. Um, we are friends. We are like Jesus. We Lauren, are friends to everyone from every it's walk true. of life. I mean, yeah. You you really get down and lay with the lepers, if you know what I'm saying, looking at your Instagram. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Burn. Lauren lays with the lepers. That's what my handle should be. Okay. <laughs> go on. Go on. Uh, anyway, so that's one interesting thing about her. I don't like her. Um, okay. But she's amazing and we crashed. She knows how to play like an insufferable person so well. I find her performance to just be engrossing to watch the way she Mm -hmm. embodies Rebecca Newman and Mm -hmm. her like you know completely ridiculous Rebecca Paltrow Newman Rebecca 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 Paltrow Newman I mean it is just so stunning and I just think that Jared Leto too is so good Mm -hmm. the performances Mm -hmm. are just breathtaking and there's an energy because like obviously we work that whole rise was so chaotic and energetic. Mm-hmm. There's an right. energy to that show that's just so fun to watch. It's mm-hmm. it's incredible. Totally, totally. Whereas, like, I feel like Elizabeth Holmes, like, if you read Bad Blood, Theranos was a place that was very much, like, stressful and, and intense yes. and yeah. malevolent. Right. Whereas WeWork was, like, exciting and partying and taking over the world. Mm-hmm. And it's just a more fun... Harlem Shake. Yeah. It's just a more fun vibe to get into for an hour. Um, yeah. Can we talk... Well, about- and I think, too, like, Adam, especially played by Jared Leto, is a true salesman. Yes. Like... And and it's amazing because he is talented. He is talented at literally selling people. And that is like, there's just such a fine line between having that skill and then abusing that skill and then, you know, literally screwing over people. Well, I'm, Which I don't even know if he felt like he was doing. I mean, there's a reason why Adam is a billionaire now and mm-hmm. Elizabeth Holmes is penniless and probably going to jail for 20 years or prison for at least Did a decade. You know that- She's like having a baby. She, 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 she had a yeah, baby. Yeah, the child actually. is here. Yeah, with an heir. She bagged an heir in his 20s, in his 20s, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. while f- indicted. Um, and yeah. Sorry, we're, we're switching back and forth between shows, but that scene with the lawyer at the end where she's like playing with the dog and she's just like, I have a boyfriend now. Like, it's, he's younger. It's honestly the part where she, like, yeah on yes I and the lawyer's like I don't work for anymore you don't you haven't paid me in months I just I love how they use that lawyer as a way of showing the very like not only the patients that were harmed with Theranos Mm -hmm. but all the employees who exactly so many years have like right it's like it's the craziest thing because it's like their dream job became their their nightmare on their reputation Mm -hmm. I don't and now mm -hmm. it's like a stay I don't know. You don't think so? Well, yeah, no, I guess it kind I mean, 
I think it just depends on the vantage point of whatever future employer is looking at them through. But it's kind of, right. I actually watched an, a TED talk by Erica Chung, which I highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Even more Theranos content. Yes, it's actually very. Is it her like ethics and entrepreneurship thing? Yeah. And uh, thankfully, she barely talks about ethics and entrepreneurship, which is kind of mm-hmm. snoozy. Snooze. Um, she, get, she just tells it from her side of the story. And it's very interesting yeah. to hear it come through her voice. But I think right. that, yeah, of course, like being an employee complicit in the fraud, if you knew about it, it's not it's not mm-hmm. good for your reputation. And right, I think right. being the attorney for Elizabeth Holmes, not exactly good for the reputation um, mm-hmm. or for Theranos. But yeah, it is just the part at the end and with the, the Uber driver. That... Yeah. Did you catch that part? I think so. No, you didn't no, catch I'm it. I remember. Okay. There's a huge mic drop moment. It's like at the end very end of the show when she is okay. getting about to get into her uber and kagan missed it too because he was on his phone you missed it too because you oh, were gosh. on your phone anyway okay for you people and, that you and ben can commiserate about for this, people whatever. that actually appreciate like the art of cinema oh, and gosh. acting and screenwriting and and all academic of that. conferences exactly um for the highbrow amongst our listeners please Mm-hmm. Pay attention. I'm sure you okay, will. Tell me what. Tell me what this damn scene she was. Dr- no, I can't. I can't say it because it's like it gives it away. You you don't want to oh, know it's no. coming. You cannot do yes, this. Yes, I'll tell you offline, but I'm not going to do this to our listeners. And anyway, it's a very like it's just incredible. So well, because maybe I do remember it. Okay, fine. I'll tell you, but then I'll edit it out. Um, she at the end. Oh damn it! Yeah, you suck. Damn it! I'm bad that I missed that. I need to go rewatch it. Yeah. I'm wondering, I'm going to, I'm going to ask Ben if he, if he heard it too. Cause like me, we, we both might've missed it. Yeah. I'd be like, did you hear the mic drop moment at the end? I mean, it is so incredibly okay. glaring. You were like, honestly, we're sleeping through that show. How can you even, we even trust you for recommendations? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not. Let's talk about a show that I did very much so did not sleep through. Wait. Ultimatum. Can we talk about, can we close the loop on severance? Oh yeah. We can close the loop on it. Okay. Here's what I want to say about severance. Everyone. It's very, very good. And one of the most interesting parts about it. So the premise of it is that the, um, the show is about essentially like a, it's a sci-fi alternate universe future where dystopian, dystopian, uh, sci-fi film about basically people set in today, but there's a corporation where there's what's called a severance procedure where people can Mm -hmm. have all of their memories um like severed so that all of their work memories yep. are one brain and all of their personal memories are another brain so every time they go into yep. the office they don't remember anything from their personal lives at all mm-hmm. and every mm-hmm. time they yep. leave they don't remember anything from work at all and the show is basically yeah. examining themes of like work-life balance and what yep. that really yep. means and right. But it's also examining, I think, much broader themes about like the people we are given our circumstances. And Mm -hmm. have you finished Severance? No, no, no. I'm like on episode four. Okay, so there's a really big reveal at the end. And so I won't give it away. But what I will say is that we learn more and more about the people. So there's four main workers who we follow in Severance. And at the end, we we learn more and more about their lives outside the office, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And one of them has a very distinctive life outside the office. And what it leads Mm -hmm. you to realize is... So inside the office, these people are clearly mistreated. That is, I don't think a, um, that's not giving away too much. Um, Mm -hmm. And anyway, it just leads you to 
wonder who are you when you're the person oppressed and who are you when you're the person oppressing and like it's a nature versus nurture conversation Mm -hmm. and it's Mm -hmm. very very interesting and I think it's a great show um I think I'm excited to see how things develop because I do think that I'm just starting to to see some of the new character developments with each of them it's also just such a beautifully done show where like the set design is very perfect everything is perfect Mm -hmm. it's very I feel like nothing is out of place it's just extremely rich production values real really artful um and also i think that it's funny it's like funnier than you'd think it would be when it's kind of a dark dystopian show but go ahead absolutely well here's my thing about it is i feel like there's a lot of lessons that i'm hoping it teaches and i'm hoping the writing continues to be very good the ending is not any sort of resolution um it's very much a cliffhanger the series ends on a cliffhanger and it has been renewed but i feel like lost was a show that felt like there were a lot of deep um deep things going on and it was like it had big themes and there was some like intense like something was going to happen the end was going to show us what it all meant on some level and mm-hmm, I feel like mm-hmm. Lost went completely crazy mid-series and yeah, just true. it would never had that satisfying conclusion. And yeah, I yeah. just really hope that this series can live up to the themes it's pointing to. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. So that's my, yeah. that's my I mean, I can, I can see it also being a, a show that goes on for a ton of seasons. It's a very good sh- it's a very very good show. Highly recommend. Okay, but yes, let's get to Ultimatum. Yes, let's get to Ultimatum, a show I would say that is less than artful. Less than artful, but also very real human themes. Very real human themes. So some some notes on the production value here. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. I want to know how Nick and Vanessa Lachey are able to watch back these shows and not think, "Hmm, maybe we should just like put a little bit more into making this look a little bit more aspirational because it looks essentially like these couples. Um, so basically I guess I'll start with the premise of the show. It is uh, a group of couples who have basically come to some sort of crossroads in their relationship and either the guy or the girl has to offer an ultimatum. What's interesting is that there's actually no gay couples on this. It's all straight couples. That's true. Um, uh, yes, yeah, so there's something interesting to know about Vanessa, Vanessa and Nick Lachey, that they are homophobes. Um, <laughs> you know, pop apologists are breaking this story. Yeah, um, let's write a you petition. Know I mean? Get not this really, off, you know, off Netflix. Wait, because now that I think about it, in Love is Blind, there's no uh, like gay relationships there either. That's huh. true. That's true. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. I've always thought that Nick Lachey right was along, probably anti-gay. Yeah, they absolutely are. Um so anyways, these couples have come to a crossroads and either the guy or the lady have issued some type of ultimatum. Usually for 99% of these people, it's like the girl's like, I want to get married. I want to move to the next step. I want to have a baby. You know, you bought me the SUV. Why can't we have a baby now? Yeah. And the guy is like, I want to be, I want to be more financially stable. Right. Which is not a, which is not a, an unfair thing to say, but the guy is always like, is mostly like, I'm not there yet. Right. right. Well, they're also um, all very young. They're all like, yes. Bit, okay. So this 23 to 27. That's what I was talking to a friend and I'm like, these people are all extremely young. I don't know where they pluck these obscure people from and then ship them to Chicago or wherever. Like, I think the, 
it's filmed in. Oh, you don't think it's in LA? But I it's, it's shocking. I don't know. I think I, I have, why do I feel like it's always in Chicago? But I it's guess Love is Blind. Definitely in LA. Love is Blind, like, okay, we can see about it. Um, okay. So I think one back to my note about the production value. I don't know what, like, apartment building they're like taking over to film this show because it's not like none of the scenes are actually ever very nice it just literally looks like it's at like an apartment building's like rooftop lounge I mean it just seems Um, like it's not a hotel I think you're being a little critical the the hotel looks fine maybe maybe a solid four star okay I think it's like if I dig a little bit deeper I think the issue is that none of these people are attractive and all of them are wearing ugly clothes. I just love it when you reveal yourself as also also a shallow bee because these are things I that just I think it, because say this is what I'm this is what I'm saying for fear of the bachelor, the bachelorette, the bachelor and the bachelorette. People dress up. People put some stuff on a credit card and they get cute clothes because they're gonna be on national freaking television. Okay, I don't know what is wrong with these people, but they are not. They think they look clothes. good. They think they're no. They I know they cute. think that none of the. I I honestly wouldn't be caught dead in any of the swimsuits. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't get it. Um, to be honest, so I just. I think it's the bad styling that's honestly pretty hard for me to watch. Also, and just because we're going full B mode, I'm always like shaking when I hear their age. Like when it's like 25, yes. I'm like, I thought she was 35. Like, not that that's bad. 35 is no. great. I'm I'm fast approaching 35. Um. Not that there's anything wrong with being 35, but like these doesn't, did not, does not convey, does not get no, 25 they're not, they're energy. they're not styled well. Nobody got a nice haircut before. Right. Nobody got a freaking spray tan. Get a spray tan before you go on television. Okay. Here's, Thank me later. Okay. But here's the thing, Chan. I think that you have to sacrifice a little bit in the looks department. As someone who really prefers to only watch hot people, I get your suffering here. But I will tell you that, um... What you you have to sacrifice in the looks department to get people with actual stories and emotional like emotional yeah. stake involved, right? Where yeah, if they just got hot people, these would just be people trying to be influencers, and everything I, would be fake. But the real see, emotions is what make it good. Maybe let's hope. No, no, it is. Let's I mean, hope. it is obvious that. I think personally, and maybe I'm being taken for a ride, but it is obvious to me that these are all very real ultimatums, that these are mm-hmm. complex people with actual emotions and feelings, and these yeah. relationships are real, and I believe it's them. It's just like, it's, it's not that hard to go to an H&M. And there's a, Chen, I am, I'm watching this show where I cannot watch The Bachelor because it's so obvious to me that everyone is just trying to become influencers. Yeah. You know, you're right. You're right. It is like they are, they really are picking normal people out of a out of a lineup and then putting them on a reality TV show. The premise of the ultimatum, we probably should have said that at the top, is basically no. I said it. Okay, so everyone is given their partner an ultimatum, and they spend. Th- yeah. Did you say what they do? So they spend. So, yeah, I guess to close the loop on the premise, basically they then have to spend a month dating. Uh, I, c- I couldn't tell. Do they date other people or do they just choose one other partner to try to like, they work choose it out with? one other to basically live just with as other. husband and wife? Yeah. Yeah. For a month. Right. Or for three weeks. For three weeks. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that I think that it's very interesting because already there's a couple couples. This, this is actually quite the most shocking mm-hmm. part is how much people are actually hitting it off with other people. It was just very well cast. They figured it out. Well, and I think too, 
these people maybe are pretty excited to just like try it out with somebody new, which made me feel kind of dark. Yeah. I mean, there's one girl that's way too open about how excited she is about this. I know. I know. It's pretty cringy. Also, her, she doesn't realize how lucky she is and how good she has it. But that's what this show, that's what's so good about this show. So, is it's revealing people for people. It's revealing people's realities to them and revealing the reality of people to us, which is so interesting to watch, you know? Two two favorite moments from the premiere episode, okay? Mm Mm-hmm. The one is, I'm not going to remember their names, but the guy who asks his girlfriend, wait, like, why do you like me, though? But, like, why do you like me? Mm, yes. And she, like, can't respond. She's like, I'm better at showing it. And I'm like, oh, is that a sex thing? Oh, yeah, because like just earlier, like five minutes earlier yeah. in the show, <sighs> she had said that she's, like, incredible in bed. <sighs> she's like, I know, yeah. And she, she listed off cooking, cleaning, and making love. Which is doing a ton for women. Yeah, totally. Her plus Lauren are just literally moving the cause forward um, mile by mile. Mm-hmm. Blessed be the and fruit. And so that was a, that was a favorite moment. Um, well, second favorite moment. Go, you well, go. Can we segue to then they show. So she's basically, it's very, it's clear that it's difficult for her to communicate with the person that she's given an ultimatum, right? Her mm-hmm. partner that, yeah. and he's actually very sweet and he's like i should be the person like i'm like kagan sit down watch this guy he's asking her to have a lot of emotional conversations how amazing is Mm -hmm. that right um right how special how special like he's like i shouldn't i've just i give kagan a lot of crap on this podcast he is my person he is there for me um but i just think it's so interesting because he's like i should be this is what I'm here for. I'm here to be the person that you, when you're having a tough time, you turn mm-hmm. to and I'm there for you. Yeah. And he articulates that all quite beautifully, in my opinion. And yeah. And she's just like stone cold and cannot communicate with she's, him. Yeah. Cut. She doesn't care. Cut to a few minutes later in the show. And she's totally vibing with this other guy. And mm-hmm, fully, mm-hmm. I feel like not necessarily like she's fully for her. Like way me, easier. She seems like, she's communicating with this new guy much yeah. more easily. I think she seems like the type of girl who's it's like it's less about like the guy and it's more about just like winning. It's more about just like getting the ring. Yes. Whatever. Yes. Whatever. Which is you so know. sick. It's just less about the person. And that's what makes me feel like the show is actually kind of dark because you see how easily uh, to use some um, Love Island terms to see how easily someone's eye can be turned or head can be turned. I mean, mm. like. You can just easily kind of like if if you're set free, like and I don't think this is true for everyone, but there's some of these people can just like really hit it off literally, you know, hours after being in a relationship. I think it's a good thing. I actually would push back on that idea and think like like for biology, like for moving evolution, not necessarily from my Jane Goodall persona, but mm-hmm. I feel like. It's just a beautiful thing that we we don't all need to find the one. There's not one person, you know? Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't like believe in like one soulmate. There's a lot of people we could all connect with and have beautiful yeah. lives with. That's a great thing. That's like totally. an abundance thing. Yeah. 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 So totally. one thing that I think is very interesting about this show is you watch as, and this is very, this is, so I gave Kagan an ultimatum. I'm very open about that on the show. He's very open about, or mm-hmm. on the show. I'm very open about that on this podcast. On the show, on my talk show. 
<laughs> in the documentary they're making about my life uh-huh. um on the show <laughs> um no so but he's also he he's also very open about it he thinks it's like so funny and he thinks it's like a central part of our the evolution of our relationship so anyway uh-huh. um there's a and I think it's interesting to hear Vanessa Lachey talk about how she gave Nick an ultimatum. Ultimatums yeah. can tend to be something that just happen in re- relationships. Some people right. put a lot of negativity around them. I consider them to be highly valuable ways to make your time efficient and not necessarily spend a lot of time in a relationship that isn't going to get you to the place you want to be in. Um, Mm -hmm. if you Mm -hmm. know, and I think that they're very useful in that way. Right. Cause they compress time. Um, and they, I think they kind of force people to show their hands a little bit and to grapple with, to grapple with whether you're the person for them in a faster time. I think ultimatums can be an effort, uh, a really, a big way of showing some self-respect where you're like, look, I have to be like conscious of my own time in my own life. I can't just wait around for another person. Yeah, exactly. Because, and here's the thing that this show reveals. There are people who will for sure know you want a permanent commitment, know you want to get married, and just date you anyway, and stay in a relationship with you anyway, and not do the honorable thing of releasing you. Like, there's one guy Mm -hmm. on the show where he says, you know, she really wants to get married, and I'm not ready yet, and... Then he says in the next sentence, in the same breath, if I found the right person, though, I'd be ready to get engaged tomorrow. Like, he literally just revealed that she's not the right person for him, but he's not man enough, you know, Mm -hmm. not to enforce toxic masculinity. he's not man enough. He's not man enough. Enforce it. He's not strong enough to let her go. To let her go. Yeah. And so, anyway. It's selfish. It's ultimately very selfish. Yes. And, okay, another one, there's another thing where a girl is like, I... You know, he really wants kids. I don't want to have children. Then she's mm-hmm. very much vibing with someone else. And she's with like Colby. Yeah. And she's like, oh, uh, yeah, I could. I, you know, I could have a family for the right person. Is she lying to him or, you know, did she right. did, does she actually would she be able to have kids with the right person? It is just, I think, a very fascinating show to watch. I think. I agree. What I think is interesting about that girl specifically, she seems to really be vibing with Colby, who is kind of like, I feel like the breakout star of the first episode. Yeah. He is super cute. Like he, he's, yeah, totally cute enough, but he's also compared to the other men so much more emotionally intelligent. Like he can literally be like, you know, I'm just not really feeling the spark with this person, even though they check some of these boxes. Like he actually seems very, very with it. And, and I think that I, for me with that situation, it just shows that like an emotionally intelligent guy can awaken any lady. Uh, I had a different reaction. I met, what did you in my dating times, there were certain guys I dated who were very much like, I can't wait for the day when I walk through the grocery store with my wife and we pick out the snacks we like. Like I, there were guys I dated that had that personality. That's very cute. Yeah, it's cute. But I will say that like, I don't know. I don't know. Guys that are overly that way, sometimes they're just, there's something else. Like there's a deficiency. I've See, found I don't think he's that they're like, making, I, that they're, that they're making up for with their like extreme. I'm the, I'm the perfect guy mentality or mode. See, I don't think, I don't, I don't know that I saw him totally going into that mode. I just thought he was like very honest with how he was feeling with like all the different women 
and was also asking good questions. Yeah. Like some of these guys just seem like total duds, but for sure, it's yet to be seen. I only watched the first episode. I um, I really, I really, really um, wish they gave us the deets on what all these people do because I feel like Mm -hmm. a lot of that really kind of factors in like where are people at in their lives like what I I mean right absolutely obviously like where someone's at in their job in their career plays a lot into whether they're ready to Mm -hmm. get married and have a family and so I wish that they were a little like they disclosed that a little more because then it would Mm -hmm. also I just feel like make the I don't know. Whoever they're choosing next makes sense too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Also, my favorite is watching like clearly bougie LA people talk about how they're minimalist and don't need very much money. Like, it's just like, it's so me at 26 being, or like 24 being like, I just need a yoga mat. I need a place with hardwood floors and a view. I need like, you know, and that's it. It can be, that's it. It can be only like 2,500 square feet. That's it. As long as it's in (laughs) Santa Barbara, that's it. That's all I need. I swear I had this like disease where I thought, that like things with a farmhouse aesthetic were cheaper like oh no those are agrarian homes they must be like almost Uh free like anything with I just had this I had this mentality where I was just so dumb and anyway I was so dumb and I feel like there's a little bit of that naivete going on too which I enjoy yeah I mean all these people are just so young they're just so young yeah yeah it's it's a very good show I will you keep watching oh yeah I cannot wait to keep watching yeah, okay, we'll this keep is, talking about it. This is everything I want from The Bachelor, which is real human emotions, real relationships, real emotional well, did you, stakes. Did you watch Love is Blind? I didn't watch Love is Blind. Okay, Love is Blind is better than this. Really? I, I, I will just tell you that, especially the first season and honestly both seasons. Oh, I watched the first you season need to watch of Love, Love is Blind. Blind. You need to watch the second season. Okay. Because it's really good. Really? I just... Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I think for me, I'm super shallow. I, I love... Like, the female gaze I, is a big part of my personality. Yeah. I th- Well, but I think... I think... Wait, you, you spend so much little time in the pods where they, like, don't see each other. Oh, really? Okay. And so much of the time is, like, actually then them actually seeing each other and then grappling with however they react. Mm. So you get, like, you get, you get all that good human behavior stuff. Okay, okay. But also, I think Love is Blind is more hopeful because it's not, like, doomed relationships that it's starting with. It's, like starting with like people who want to find love and who think they found their soulmate interesting okay okay I'm, I'm gonna watch that sounds great that's my plug for it awesome um let's let's move along to some other people who have found love and who decided to tie the knot unexpectedly I'm kind of over talking about these people I'm not gonna lie but I think we should just just talk about it Kravis we have to let's cut people to the chase interested in pop culture everyone knows you're Kravis about to got talk married about. in Vegas Travis got married yeah. in Vegas. It wasn't legal. It was a publicity stunt. It was a story that was boring to me two seconds after it happened. Chrissy sent me the link. Yeah. And I I like, I just, there's a, something about the Kardashians to me that a lot of times I'm not interested. And even with like the, yes, I just find it all to be so PR stunty. Mm-hmm, and of course mm-hmm. it, it turned out to be a PR stunt. You know, they it wasn't a real marriage right. there was no license it was just mm-hmm. it was just it was honestly i'm sure it was all for the it's show, all for the show. Like, yeah but i do yeah. have i I'm, actually do have a hot tidbit for you okay um can i can i say it or do you have something you want to talk about with them no 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 so there's a dm thread we have going right now that i highly recommend yeah uh i highly recommend 
reading Chandler. It's from someone. Mm-hmm. Um, all I will say is that they are close with the family. Um, okay. This is insider tea. Okay. Okay. That I cannot reveal anything else, but all I can tell you is that mm-hmm. Courtney is a horrible mother and is a parent. Whoa. I can't tell you anything <laughs> but this massive <laughs> accusation. Apparently, Courtney is just completely self-obsessed, completely uninvolved in her kids' lives, um, and basically just on her phone all the time. And uh, yeah, just a terrible mom. See, I, as someone who fell down a Travis Barker rabbit hole, I don't know that I buy that she's just like this terrible, vapid person because I don't think he would fall for somebody like that. I Now that being said, as I say that, I'm like, I think about Shanna Milkler and I'm like, he's got a questionable past. But I, be- I would like to believe that she has more depth than you're saying. Um, I'm just going to say you should read the these DMs. And this person is is verified. Anyway, I can't say more than that because uh, okay. like okay. I have to protect. Um, okay. But anyway, so th- I think that's to your very point interesting. About, okay. To your point about not caring about the Kardashians, I'm even overseeing Pete and Kim stuff. <sighs> I agree. I'm over it too. I'm over it. I'm like, is this all just for this season of the show? I th- you know, I think what's tough and why this podcast we struggle with pop apologists is because sometimes like we feel fatigued by certain celebrity drama and it's just like not interesting to us. Um, right, right. And I wish we were a better pop apologist in that way. But like Pete and Kim again, it just feels very much like for the show for the stories it does not feel it just doesn't feel real to me I know I know I know and I just like don't know what from their life does feel super real to me anymore yeah so do you want to talk though about Kylie though and the paparazzi thing yes let's talk about Kylie okay so Kylie went to the premiere of keeping up with the Kardashians on Hulu um or I guess it's just called the Kardashians on Hulu and she did not appear with any of the family. She came in late mm-hmm. and none of the, there were no photos were, we learned about this via TikTok. So this is not my own reporting. Um, but none of the photos from Getty were posted of her. So no, basically the only yeah. paparazzi that posted photos of her were from a private photography company, essentially that the family clearly hired yep. all to yeah. say yeah. she clearly had a plan a plan was hatched for her to have control, complete control over her image because it is it is very obvious that photos of her at Disneyland the day before or two days before the premiere do not nearly match up what the photos of her at the premiere show, which is, a, you know, a very mm-hmm. small waist, very much pre-baby body, all snatched again. That's what we got at the premiere. And then the photos of her at Disneyland are very normal looking. And... It just goes to show that virtually everything from this family is smoke and mirrors. And we all need to remember that. Right, right. So there's literally not a single photo that hasn't been retouched to hell. Yes. And and I just think that if you compare yourself to a celebrity on Instagram, or honestly, anyone on Instagram, it's literally like comparing yourself to uh, like figures from avatar that is not the movie mm-hmm. uh, the blue people in avatar like sure these are fake yes. people it's not real right you know right literally not real at all and like i wish that they were more real because they i think on here's the thing i do good lighting is fine a paris filter down for it like photoshop but fo- and it's not a, a photoshop out of bruise you know what i've done it guilty 
Photoshop. Right. Photoshopping the shape of a your smaller body, waist. Photoshopping mm-hmm. like your facial features. I'm sorry, but I think it's messed up. I think it's wrong. I think it is too. It's. I think it's super wrong. And I wonder if, you know, if our podcast ever does crazy well, like it's not skinny but not fat, if we'll have to redact this. Like, you know what I'm saying? I do. I wonder if like, yeah. Mm. I just wonder if they are like allow any type of talk about their extreme retouching. Probably not. Uh, I'm not super worried about that. <laughs> That's not quite a risk. Yet. I'm not worried about that either. I'm not. Wor- I'm not actually worried about it either. But I just think that like a lot of celebrity worshippers, which maybe we're like celebrity worshipper light, don't talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather just be a place where we can talk trash safely. I feel like that's a more entertaining right. space, and I'm not worried about Well, and just, like, about- talk, not even trash, but just real talk. Yeah, like, real talk, exactly. You know, like, everyone open your eyes. Um, I saw an interesting thread about celebrity skin, like, real textures of celebrity skin. Mm-hmm. I should send it to you. It was fascinating. Yeah, I mean, we all we all now basically only see real skin in real life, right? Like, even I mm-hmm. post, anything I post is in good lighting, and with a Paris filter basically like I'm honest about that um it's just so hard not to when obviously you look so much better so I think we're all well, guilty when of everyone's it to using a face morphing filter yeah when too. everyone is like on that, it feels like that's the least you get the right to do Mariana Hewitt you know when she, they're on the Mariana mm-hmm. Hewitt train looking like supermodels right. like at least I'll, I will give myself a Paris filter I will not I will not do anything face contorting though not that it, yeah yeah anyway it's just that's another topic I don't even want to get into um um, but I do want to talk to you about, um, oh, this was interesting. Hold on. Let me think of it. Oh yeah. So Wait, do you want to tell the story of your name? No. Well, I have another thing I want to say. Okay. So someone wrote in and they were like, what's up with all these $50,000 plus little kids birthday parties that we see on Instagram yeah. that celebrities have and even yeah. not celebrities. Yeah. Influencers. So this is something that everyone needs to really um, realize. They're not paying for any of that. Everything is free. Everything Mm -hmm, is free. mm -hmm. The food is free. Yeah. The flowers are free. The balloon wall is free. The balloon figurines, you know, in the shape of Kylie, of, you know, Stormy's head, the size of, you know, a, a tow truck. It's all free. It's all free. Because I mean, I don't think it's I don't think every single thing is free. I don't think all of the flowers and balloons are free. It's free. I'm sure they're paying for something. Really? Yes, it's free. I think we should talk to a verified source. Let's let's see if your source can answer that. Because here's what like Lala Kent's birthday party for Ocean. This is a good example of this. She posted all the vendors that created that party. It's a huge advertising opportunity. Like, Chandler, you have to realize that people would will pay the Kardashians to guess, wear their clothes on Instagram. Why wouldn't no, they lucky I'm to be able to do that. it for free to get their brand just, and business out there? I I agree that people pay them and it's a huge advertising opportunity. I guess I just feel like they do it all the time. So it's just that would be a lot for a business to have to constantly We're not saying they're using the same these massive events. You don't know that they're. I don't know. You don't, I don't know if it's. I don't know if it's literally a zero dollars for them. Okay. Well, I'm just saying that I think for most influencers you're seeing that are hosting these lavish yeah, think- parties and their post, if they post the vendors, li- likely they paid a heavily, heavily, heavily yeah. discounted rate or nothing at all. So yeah, yeah, that is something that everyone needs to remember. And the people have the only people actually paying for those parties are people that don't like and having them are people that don't have the clout to get a discount yeah. you know yeah yeah 
Um, Because I agree. I think, here's the thing. I think they're stupid. If I had a one-year-old, I would not throw some crazy, like, lavish party for the one-year-old who has no idea what's happening. But... Everything is Coachella now. Every party is Coachella. If... But if I... If I was going to get it all... It was all going to be free. And I could just have a more fun experience for my friends that were coming. It would be hard to say no to. Especially if you have to also realize is like, this is... These people's jobs are to create content. So it's just like, great, more photos, more things right. we can like, and more followers. For the show. Yeah, yeah. for the show. Yeah. So anyway. Right, right. Um, Follow um, the money, people. Follow the money. I'm looking at some things people submitted to us. Yeah. That they wanted us to talk about. Do you want to talk at all about the Benefer engagement or no? I mean, it's like another one where I'm like snoozing through it and I don't know why I'm right. bored by it. We've been, we, and we were wrong about this one, but I'm not even like, I'm not even invested enough to be like, oh, I was, I was wrong. I thought this was for publicity. Maybe we're bored by it because she's been engaged like a hundred other times. And right, so right. I hope, hope they make it down the aisle this time. Yeah. I don't, I mean, I think, a, I think I just feel like I'm not into the idea of a green <sighs> diamond. I will say that I'd rather have an emerald. Mm hmm. There's something to me about a lime green diamond, even if it's more rare, more expensive. Like it's a peridot? It's just like it's a peridot. Yeah, it's it's very peridot adjacent. She clearly isn't watching your reels. Um, Literally. I don't know. It's just kind of like it's a the committing to that green is a lot for me. I would honestly I just think of I don't know. It's like when you're but when you're a celebrity, you're just like. And you have probably so many jewels and diamonds. Like, you got to just do something crazy. Yeah, but the idea... Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's just like the celebrity kid names. They have to do something that's going to make right. a splash. It has to be a story. And at this point, now that we've... Now that Bethany Frankel has basically trumped everyone with that monstrosity on her finger. Um, I know. That is honestly... Like, where do you go from there? looks dumb, in my opinion. Sorry, I'm just going to say it, but it looks ridiculous. Where do you go from there? You, I guess you have to go with a lime green diamond. Right. Um, someone wants to know about our Myers-Briggs and our astrological signs. Should we sign off with that? Yes. Let's sign off with that. Honestly, all I know is my Enneagram, which is I'm a four. What are you? You don't know your astrological sign? Oh, I guess I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I am cancer. That's why I never talk about it. That's why I don't care. I mean, yeah, I'm cancer. It's like the worst yeah. one to get. What's yours? Is it really? It's just because it's the word cancer. It's like not exactly cancer yeah it doesn't have great branding for sure (laughs) yeah yeah that's kind of it's tough um i am an enfj Mm -hmm. and wait what did you say your enneagram was or no that's your number you're sorry myers-briggs i'm an enneafj enneagram i'm like a four and then i don't think you're astrological sign i'm a leo are you sure you're okay yes uh you took the test I'm like, oh, now I'm here I go checking my Gmail for my results. I think I'm like between a four and a seven. I think that was my response. And I think you might be forgetting. No. Oh, yeah. You think I'm copying? No. I like follow an Enneagram thing. Mm. You're so annoying. I just am shocked. I literally you're can't even have my own Enneagram. What do you mean you're shocked? Fours are like temperamental artists. Now I'm really going to. What, what is the And that just doesn't seem like your personality to me. I mean, I think being a four is a little bit of a curse. And you just don't seem cursed with the failings of a four. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. It's a compliment. You just hold your damn horse. Sorry, every four out there. Uh, um, Hold on. Hold on one second. Let me see. 
but all the fours out there are nodding. They're nodding. They're shaking their head. They get it. Okay. They're shaking their head at all. They're all all the failures they understand. Go ahead. Um, Let me see. Oh, riveting content. She's pulling up an email. I know. Okay. I'm between a two and a three. I was completely wrong. (laughs) Thank you. Vindication. Oh, I just love being right. It's such a good feeling. I know. Um, and anyway, you're, yeah, I'm t- I'm very glad for maybe you. Maybe two, three, seven. So, okay. Kagan's mom, who's like the Enneagram master and coach, actual yeah. coach is what she does for a job. Um, yeah. Told me that you're not multiple numbers. You are just one number. So I'm just a, a two. So you basically, I think we both need to retake the test. What was, what was, what is yours? Did you say? It told I me half listening. four, half seven. I need to just take one of the tests that gives you one number. Yeah. Well, I'm seeing. I'm just going to identify as a two, the helper, empathetic, sincere, warm-hearted, friendly, generous, self-sacrificing, unselfish, and altruistic. They have unconditional love for others. I mean... Typically have problems with possessiveness and acknowledging their own needs. I'm just... I literally... mm, I put myself last every time. No, I mean, you're very good at acknowledging your needs. (laughs) So... (sighs) I know. It's always check out. Okay. Yeah. All of that, though, I think was actually quite accurate. So... Yeah. So yeah, so you the actually, identifying bad at identifying your own needs. It was a compliment that I told you were in a four. We re- read what a four Thank is. Thank you. Hold on, let me, for, let me hold on for our audience. Yeah, let me look it up. Enneagram four: self-aware, sensitive, reserved, moody, self-conscious. Um, basically, basic fear is that they have no identity or personal significance. Yeah, I, I'm not certainly not afraid of that. <laughs> So, okay, isn't that great that you're a two instead of a four? Yeah. Thank you, Lauren, for correcting that you're, for me. You're welcome. Um, okay, everyone. Love you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, by the way, Chandler, we are inching mm-hmm. towards a thousand reviews. Um, I know. We have like 250 left that we need. So if you're listening to this podcast and haven't given us a, a review on iTunes and you enjoy the pod, please, we would love to get to a thousand reviews. It would, it be, would be incredible. It would be incredible. And if you, so yeah, if you could please write a review, that would be amazing. And if you have already written a review, grab your friend's phone, grab your mom's phone, grab your grandma's phone, mm-hmm. whoever it is, write another review. You don't even have to write a review. You literally can just tap five stars on as many just devices as you can get your hands on. Go to your local mm-hmm. Starbucks, walk around, ask people to borrow their right. phone, say you lost it. Go to it. the Apple store. Go to the Apple store, tap. Yes. Mm-hmm. Great idea. Go to your, everyone. If everyone has podcasts, go to their local Apple store and just go to every yep. device and give us five we stars. We could be there tomorrow. We could be like literally Joe Rogan overnight. Mm-hmm. All right. Your task yeah. is clear. All right. Godspeed. Godspeed. Good luck, everybody. Bye. That's all for now, folks. Don't forget, give us a five-star review. Hit us up on Instagram at Apologists, and we will see you next week live every Wednesday. Oh,